Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. Do you know what time it is? Well, not not the official time. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for a Bible study exercise. I know we haven't been doing a lot recently. We started working on a Bible study exercise for the tabernacle, and then we kind of transitioned and started doing a lot of work for the Bible Pop Quiz uh, podcast series, and then we've transitioned into working on the liturgical calendar and lectionary, lectionary which we'll be doing all of 2024. But don't don't think for one second that I have forgotten about the Bible study exercise. I have not. The Bible study exercise is designed for people out there who actually want to engage in Bible study on their own. We, I kind of, I'm your, you know, tour guide. I'm kind of just guiding you through it and going, here it, here it is. I present it to you. Now go to work. Go to work on this Bible study exercise, and and then you're always free to turn in your work to me by emailing it to me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. The Bible study exercises we've seen, it has lots of ups and downs. There are times where I'm, I'm like, ooh, we're really building a group of people who really want to engage in Bible study. They are participating. They're emailing me. They're t- thanking me. This is great. We're really on to something. And then the very next Bible study exercise, you're kind of like, uh, hello? Hello? Is there anyone out there? Because all of the people seem to have left. And then all of a sudden they come back and you're like, oh, yes. And then you're like, I can't wait. And then the next one you're like, hello, hello, hello. Oh, hello. But that's how life works. People get, you know, uh, and they get busy. They get distracted. They got things going on. Other things uh, have their attention for a moment. So we're, we're we, I, I go, you know, how much time to put into the Bible study exercises. I try to give little breaks so that people then can be ready for the next one. I, I, I've tried. I, I still have not figured out the best course of action, but in some ways that's the way life works. So I like it that way. But I do know this. Here we are. It is Saturday. All right. So I should I should give you the proper introduction. Welcome, everyone. It is Saturday, December the 16th, 2023. It is currently 2.41 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And this studio serves as the headquarters for the Bible Study Exercise podcast series, where I try to get you to get up off the couch, to go to a table with a Bible, with a notebook, with pencils, with reference tools to engage in serious Bible study yourself, where you're not just listening to someone do Bible study for you, you're actually engaged in it. So I hope, I hope you will participate and I hope it will be beneficial. Now, because we're fast approaching 2024, let me explain how 2024 is going to work for the Bible study exercise podcast series. We are going to do, in a sense, these mini study exercises, these kind of small Bible study exercises, right? These kind of very, very compacted Bible study exercises. I don't know if I have the correct words to describe them. They're going to be short. This is how they're going to work. The Bible study exercises for 2024 are going to be basically one week long. We're not going to do one of those six weeks, seven weeks, nine weeks, 13 weeks. 
three months. Now, at some point in the year, obviously things are subject to change, but this is the way I'm thinking. In 2024, we are going to be following the historical lectionary, right? We're going to be doing that at Victory Baptist Church. Our teaching and preaching is going to be following the historical lectionary. And primarily, we're, of course, for the church, we'll be following the, the weekend readings, not the weekday readings, but the weekend readings. So each weekday or each Sunday, I'll just call it the Sunday readings there. That's a better way of putting it. The Sunday readings. As many of you know, you get an Old Testament. Obviously, you have the Psalm, which is responsive reading, which doesn't really count as a reading. Then you get an epistle, and then you get a gospel, right? So Old Testament, epistle, gospel. You get basically three readings and then the response, responsive reading of the Psalm. You can include that in there if you would like. I mean, obviously, you can study it, but typically, you just look at those three readings as the Old Testament, the epistle, and then the gospel. Now, different things can impact those readings, but you usually get three every Sunday. So what we're going to do is, since that's how we're going to focus it on the church, we're going to use those readings for the Bible study exercise. This is how it will work. Probably on a Friday, I will say, okay, this coming Sunday, here are the readings from the lectionary. Now, here is your Bible study exercise for the week to come. And whatever it may be, it may be a thematic, it may be topical, it may be exegetical, it may be a word study, it may be biographical, it may be book background, it may be a chapter summary. Who knows what it will be? We'll use a Bible study method, most likely. Sometimes we won't. I'll, I'll just create my own kind of like instructions. But then you'll have an entire week to work on whatever we, but whatever we work on will be related to those lectionary readings. So we'll give it to you on a Friday. Sunday is when the readings occur. And then we'll go all the way to that next Friday and then give you, well, the, the exercise. It'll be a bit uh, from a Friday to a Friday, Friday to a Friday to do the exercise. That's how it's going to possibly work. Now, obviously you could, you can, you can obviously go a little longer if necessary, but I'm going to try to make sure that the, the things I give you to do are not too complicated and that you can finish them reasonably within a week. Now, I'm not going to do one every single week. There'll be breaks. There could be a month long break. Um, and, but they'll, they'll be there. And what will be a part of the Bible study exercise will be an encouragement to participate in the Bible Pop Quiz podcast series, because the Bible Pop Quiz will be somehow related to the lectionary readings. So the lectionary readings are going to show up in my preaching. The lectionary readings are going to show up for the Bible uh, study exercise, and the lectionary readings will show up for the Bible Pop Quiz. The, they're going to be everywhere, all right? And they may show up for devotional messages. They may show up anywhere. They could show up in the hermeneutic section. They could show up anywhere. So we're going to really take those readings apart. Now, if you will actually participate, well, then the, each week you're going to get those readings and you can just really dig in and meditate and benefit greatly from them. So are you ready? Are you ready? All right. Now, I know it's Saturday. I should have done this yesterday, but I formulated all of this plan somewhere between late last night and right now. So <laughs> I've been formulating the plan and exactly how to put this all together. And I think this is the way we're going to do it. So here's going to be your first example. All right. Now, I, I would I would challenge you to go ahead and start, but if you don't get this one done, that's okay. But I think this is a good place to start. All right. Now tomorrow, if you're following the the uh, historical lectionary and following the liturgical calendar, 
You know, tomorrow is the third Sunday of Advent. The third Sunday of Advent. Do you know what the third Sunday of Advent is sometimes referred to as? I'm going to play some different ways of saying it. Are you ready? The third Sunday of Advent is often referred to by this word. Are you ready? Let's listen to a couple of ways of saying it. Gaudete. Gaudete. Another one. Gaudete. 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 Depending on what part of the world you're from, how you pronounce Gaudete. That's spelled G-A-U-D-E-T-E. Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete. Gaudete. What, what, what is that word? Do you know what that word re- refer- means? Do you know what that word represents? Do you know why it's called Gaudete Sunday? The third Sunday of Advent is sometimes referred to as Gaudete Sunday. Do you know why? Well, if you look at the readings for the third Sunday of Advent, you will notice that the first reading is Isaiah 61. That's the Old Testament reading. Then you have the response, resp- responsive Psalm, right? Um, and well, Right there, could kind of give it away, but but that's okay. Then, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, oh, there's so much I want to start digging into. But it's the it's the epistle reading. It's a reading from the first letter of Saint Paul to the Thessalonians, and it's Thessalonians chapter five. All right, so First Thessalonians chapter five, and we read these words: Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. It's called Gaudete Sunday because Gaudete means rejoice. The third Sunday of Advent is about rejoicing, rejoicing. Sometimes I don't feel like rejoicing. And sometimes I probably rejoice in the wrong things. Sometimes when I should rejoice, I don't rejoice because I'm upset, mad, angry, frustrated about whatever. And then sometimes when I do rejoice, I don't rejoice in the right things. Because if you'll notice, it says rejoice evermore. But then we should say, what are we rejoicing in? What are we, what should we rejoice about? There's probably some right things and there's probably some wrong things. So rejoice, rejoice. That is Gaudete Sunday. That's what, and if you have a Advent wreath with Advent candles, you'll notice the first Sunday of Advent was a purple candle. The second Sunday of Advent was a purple candle. And tomorrow it is a pink candle. It is pink because the purple typically deals with repentance, right? Okay, repentance. And and you remember Advent originally was more like sometimes referred to as a little Lent. It was about pe- repentance. It was about seeing your sin, preparing yourself for the coming of Christ. But they, over time, it kind of evolved. And they're like, the third Sunday is a time to rejoice, a time to, to look forward with celebration. And you can set aside, in a sense, maybe the fasting and the repenting aside for that one Sunday so that we can get excited about the coming of the Savior. So if you have that, it's a very symbolic way of seeing it. I see that that I got, I, I'm looking at my uh, Advent wreath with the uh, candles right here in front of me. And I've got, you know, I've got four candles uh, in, uh, in the circle. And then right in the middle is the white candle, which is sometimes referred to as the Christ candle. And I've got the, that dark purple color. And then there's that pink one. 
There's a pink waiting. The pink one's waiting to be lit. The other ones have been lit and they've been burned down pretty, pretty far so far. And, uh, but I've got the, the white candle has not been lit. The, the last purple candle has not been. And of course the pink one has not been. So Gaudete Sunday, rejoice. So we need to do a little Bible study exercise. And that's what we're going to do. So for the week in front of you, you're going to be thinking, you're going to be meditating if you choose to participate. Now, if you don't choose to participate, well, then you, you miss out, right? You remember the Bible study exercise podcast. If you don't participate, it's like just watching a video of people exercising, right? It's, nice. it's not going to do you a lot of good, but if you participate, hopefully it will. So I'm going to reach down here, grab my notebook. Oh, there's my pencil. Got my notebook, right? I always need a notebook. We always have to have one with us. Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice. Philippians. Uh, I, I put uh, Philippians. Oh, oh, I did. I did put uh, down uh, Philippians. I don't know why I did. Hang on. Let me see why. Why? It's obviously First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, 16 to 24. I'm going to look here. I wonder if I was thinking. Let me look here. Now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. I got to check something that I did my own. I got to do my own checking here because I'm, I'm curious. Why did I put this one down? I may have been doing some work here on, oh, that's why. Philippians chapter four, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now there you have it. Rejoice in the, see, I'm getting ready to start teaching. The reason I wrote it down on my notebook is I was already going into teaching mode because we can say rejoice evermore. And that's like, okay, what am I to rejoice about, right? Well, rejoice in the Lord. Now the question is, what does it mean to literally rejoice in the Lord? What does that mean? Okay, all right, we can start teaching, but you're gonna have an entire week from, we'll go from this Saturday to next Saturday. We'll go from Saturday to Saturday. I may interrupt it on Friday, but you can, you have till Saturday if you need to, to work on a study on rejoicing. We're going to use a modified topical method. We're going to do a modified topical method. So you have an entire week to do a modified topical method on the subject of rejoicing. I was going to go with the thematic method, but that's very involved. Uh, but some would say the thematic is shorter and easier, but I think it's more complicated. The topical has the potential of being bigger, but it's, I think, easier. So I'm going to modify it a little bit and hopefully you will participate. Are you ready for some basic steps of a topical method that you're going to use to study the idea of rejoicing? Because Tomorrow is Rejoicing Sunday, Gaudete Sunday. And well, I want you to really contemplate rejoicing for the next week. Are you ready? Here's what I want you to do. First and foremost, I want you to grab a notebook and I want you to compile a list of words. That's what I want you to do. Compile. Obviously, the first word you're going to put down is rejoice. Right there's there's the key word that's that's the that's the word we're going to work on right but now I need you to compile a list of words I need you to write down rejoice and all its synonyms make a list of all the synonyms for rejoice right words that mean basically the same thing but they're obviously different words that mean basically the same thing why you'll see why because we want to capture everything in the Bible that may deal with the idea the theme the topic of rejoicing but they it may not 
may be found in just the word rejoicing or rejoice. It may be found in other words. So we need the synonyms, right? Then I want you to find the antonyms. These are words with an opposite meaning. Sometimes to understand rejoicing, we have to see the opposite of rejoicing. Now, when it comes to the antonyms, I I want you to only find, don't go beyond four. Probably keep it around three antonyms. We're not going to go a full-blown topical method. You only have a week. So, and just find, find that. All right. So number one, compile a list. Compile a list. Rejoice at synonyms. Then antonyms, the opposite meaning. Find three antonyms. All right. Number two, collect all scriptural references. Then you just look up and you can use the Blue Letter Bible app. Look up Rejoice. Find all the scriptures. Don't start reading the scriptures. Just start writing down the list, making a list. Here's all the verses that use the word rejoice. Here's all the verses that use the word rejoicing. Here's the words that you, and then all the synonyms. Find all the verses. Now, here are the antonyms. Here's the ant. Here's all the verses for this word. Here's all the verses for the three, at least three antonyms. You don't read them. You don't do anything. You simply find the verses. All right. Now I'm going to add a step here that I did not have. All right. I'm going to have, I'm going to add this. I'm going to put, I'm going to do this. So compile, collect all scriptures, compile, collect. And then this one, I'm going to have define. I need you to write down some basic definitions of rejoice. Right? You can, you can use the English definition. Also look up the Greek word that's translated rejoice or rejoicing. Find the definitions for the synonyms. English, and then what you've already, you've compiled all the scripture. Find where those words are found in scripture and what's the Greek word or Hebrew, whether it's Old or New Testament, obviously. All right? Define. That's simple. So compile all the words, rejoice and all of its synonyms. Antonyms, at least three, those words that are opposite. Collect all scriptural references. You're not reading them yet. Then simply define. Give the English definition and the Greek and Hebrew definitions. You don't have to go crazy. Just the basic concepts down. Then, this next part's simple. If you'll get that first part done quickly, then the rest of the week, you can just take your time through the next part. You just start reading and considering and summarizing what you find, right? You read each reference. You just read each reference. And you would just like, you know, whatever the first, say the first reference is Philippians 4, right? I put down Philippians 4. Um, So if I put down Philippians 4, let me go back to it. Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 4, right? Uh, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now I could look at the verses before and see if there's any you know, immediate context. I would just skim it. But if I was to write down and summarize, I'm going to read it. So I'd put a little check. I read Philippians chapter four, four, uh, four through six. I, I, I read it. Then I would write down the key uh, takeaway is I'm to rejoice in the Lord. I may even write down a question. What does it mean to rejoice in the Lord? Right? So I would just, so here you just read, you consider, and you kind of just summarize briefly what you see. You're not, you're not going into some, you're just summarizing and you just write down something quick. It's not crazy. And you can just have your Bible open and have your list next to it. And you're off doing something in the house and you're like, oh, I got five minutes. Let me go to the next reference. Okay. 
Okay, I'll look before it, look after it. All right, and then just write something down, and then just leave your pen and or your pencil pen. How? What is happening to me? I use the word pen. Oh man, I I'm, I know I have a demon now. Okay, we need an exorcism. Okay, I'm joking. Okay, use your pencil. Okay, and then and you set your pencil back down on your notebook. Go back about your day, and then as you're walking around the house, you've got a couple of minutes. You're like, oh. Let's go to the next reference. Read it really quick. You can just stand. You can just leave it on a table. You can just stand, read it. Mm, think about it. Just write down something. Right? Set your pencil down. Go about your day. Come back and just take your time. Right? Just to casual. Casual. Relax. Just bring in all the information you're getting about rejoicing and all of the words that deal with it. Okay? So number one, you compile your list of words. Rejoice is obviously the first word and all its synonyms. Then write down all of its antonyms, or not all of them, three, at least three antonyms. I was going to say go with all of them, but don't. And even if you if you realize your synonyms is just like crazy, there's like, let's say there's 15 or 20, minimize it. Just get the main synonyms. You don't need every single one. Just where you feel comfortable that when you start looking up all the references, you're going to get a basic idea of what the Bible says about rejoicing, okay? Then collect all the scripture references. So you would just put the word rejoice, write down the references. All you know, Just write down the references. That's simple. Then, go, then write down your definitions. English, Greek, Hebrew. Read each entry, each, each scripture, consider it briefly, right? And then just summarize it. A quick summary. Just write a quick summary. I'm not asking you to write a book. I'm not asking you to write a paper. Just summarize, right? The goal here is you've got a week to get a, a very good grasp on what the Bible says about rejoicing, right? Then create a simple outline. Just create a simple outline of what you learned about rejoicing. Just I don't know how you want to structure your outline, what it is, maybe an example of, you know, uh, specifications of, requirements for, blessings from, whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm just throwing out possible ideas for an outline. Just create a simple outline, okay? And include, obviously, what you learn about the antonyms. Don't forget that, all right? And just create a simple outline. Don't, it, it's not... Who cares? I don't care if it's not a proper outline. You know, if you have a, 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 a capital letter, you've got have an A, you have to have a B, you have a one, you have to have a two. Forget all the rules about outline. Just a basic outline where you got something on paper trying to summarize what you, we've seen. Once you've outlined it, and again, it's simple, then you just write out a summary of what you've learned and how you what steps you're going to take to apply it. Just a, a, a write out a simple summary. Here's basically what I gained from it. Here's what I knew. Here's what I didn't know. Uh, this is what I, I'm confused by. This is what I was challenged by. And here are two things. Here are two or three things I'm going to do to try to put something into practice as we go into the final week of Advent. And hopefully you take with you. Maybe, maybe the gift that we can all gain Leading up to Christmas is a gift of better understanding and developing more of a rejoicing attitude in our life. Now, I don't know. You may be a, you may be a natural to rejoicing. You may find yourself rejoicing all the time. You just rejoice, 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 rejoice. Your, your middle name could be rejoicing. Or... <laughs> 
Maybe rejoicing is not so much your thing. Grumbling, complaining, discouragement, depression, jaded, frustrated. I don't know all the all the adjectives, but we we're told to rejoice. Again, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's Philippians 4, 4. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice evermore. In fact, a cross-reference to uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 is Philippians 4. And I believe, okay, they, they don't put a cross-reference in, in uh, Philippians, but they put a cross-reference from there. So rejoice. What does that mean? What does that mean? How many times is it used? I, I mean, I could, there's all kinds of questions. That's that's your Bible study exercise. There you have it. Compile a list. Rejoice in all its synonyms. Then write down uh, all the antonyms for rejoice. Or not all. Again, three. I keep wanting to go full-blown topical method here. Number two, collect all the scripture references. Just And write it. When I say collect, you're writing them down. Here's the word rejoice. All the scriptures. Uh, rejoicing. Here's all whatever. And then all the synonyms, you get it. Uh, then define, you want definition, English, Greek, and Hebrew. Then read each reference. Actually read the reference. Consider it. You may you may decide, I'm going to remove that reference. I don't think it's very beneficial, helpful. I don't think it really adds. You may, you may want to just say, I'm not even going to consider this. I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to erase it. That's okay. That's okay. Summarize what you get from it. Then create a simple outline and then write out a summary with your, what you learned. What, just, and it can just be a very personable, the way you're not writing it out for school. Just very personable, very real. You know, I like this. Oh, this was a stupid idea. I hated this. I didn't learn anything. Or I feel frustrated. Or I'm convicted because I know I don't rejoice. Or, and here are some ways I may try to do better in rejoicing. Now, to me, that rejoicing in the Lord is maybe the key to it all, but I, I could be wrong. You, you can tell me what you think. Now, I want to teach. Now, what we may do, there's a high probability. Anyone listening who attends Victory Baptist Church, there's a high probability that sometime tomorrow, between Sunday school and Sunday night, that you could find yourself in an impromptu from the pulpit and the pew Bible study exercise where we work on some of this and we put it into, well, we'll see what we can find because it is Gaudete on Sunday. Gaudete, 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 however you want to say it, depending on which part of the world you find yourself. Rejoice Sunday. So when you wake up tomorrow, you tell your kids, hey, today is all about rejoicing. You will rejoice because it's rejoice. No, don't do that. 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 That, that, <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't work. You can say, hey, hey, kids, you know what day it is? Hey, if you have an Advent wreath with candles, hey, 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 go go do the candle real quick. Who's going to light? Whose turn is it to light? All right. And then light the pink one. Why do we light the pink one? Because it's rejoicing. Like, oh, thank you, mother. Thank you, father. We so greatly appreciate this. And then five seconds later, it'll be like, I get the last pancake. And then they'll start fighting because that's how life works, right? It's, it's, never, it's never a Hallmark movie, right? It's, it's much more real. But, you know, but you know what you can do? You can try to demonstrate to them the attitude of rejoicing by being rejoiceful around them. That's not always easy, right? 
It's not. Yeah. It's just funny talking about rejoicing when sometimes you don't want to. But hey, it's, 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 it's good to be honest about when you don't want to rejoice. Is rejoicing, and this is something you, when you're going through the study, it, most of the scripture references about rejoicing, are they connected to a circumstance? Are they connected to getting something good? Or does the rejoicing transcend circumstance? Because rejoicing is not based in circumstance or what are a solution or a help to your circumstance. It's related to something else that transcends circumstance. Now, I think you know which direction I'm going with that. But I don't know what you're going to find in Scripture. I mean, I have an idea. But remember, whenever you do a study, you forget everything else you've ever learned and you study it anew. Because if you don't, you just bring your past mistakes into your current study. There you have it. There is your Bible study exercise. Our very first one using this kind of micro approach, micro studies. Do, do we call them mi- mi- micro studies? Is that, a, is, that a, is that a good way to do so? These are going to be micro, compacted studies. These one week long studies that are going to be hopefully beneficial. And we're going to be, I'm not, I don't know how many we're going to do throughout the year. I can't guarantee how many there will be, but a lot of it depends on you. See, when you are like, Hey, I did that study. That was really good. All right. What's one for next week? Well, that encourages me to turn on the microphone and come up with one for next week. But I modified the topical method. If you, if you've never done a full topical method of Bible study, that's a little bit modified. It's not too modified. I, it's, I, I think it, it's still a little bit modified, but it's pretty similar. It's pretty similar. Now, thematic, we would be asking specific questions about the concept of rejoicing. We would come up, we have to come up with these questions, which is where everyone can, it can get all convoluted and, and crazy. All right, but there you have it. Now, I would say, go forth and rejoice. But don't do that. Just go forth and study and Think and meditate on rejoicing and see what we can learn. And But I do hope that tomorrow, maybe while you're doing the lectionary readings, maybe if you'll spend some time in front of, if you have your own Advent wreath and candles, when you light that pink candle, you'll think, of, I think you can have something at this time of year to rejoice. There may be plenty of things in your life related to the holidays that you cannot rejoice in, and they're a source of great sadness, depression, discouragement, and bitterness. But when you light that candle, rejoice in something different, that for God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, that God sent forth his son to, to be a propitiation, to satisfy his wrath, to die in your place, to be a sacrifice, a substitutionary sacrifice, and that by dying, he, he came to live to keep the law for us and died because of our failure to keep it. And by putting our faith in him, his obedience is imputed to my account and his payment of my sin, my sins are washed away and removed as far as the east is from the West. And no matter what else may go on in my life, good or bad, that I can rejoice in. All right. Thanks for listening. You can email me if you have any questions, any problems, any struggles with the Bible study exercise. I'm always here to assist you in your Bible study. That's one of the things that we try to do here, right? I try to help in any way I can. Typically, if you email me and if it's a good question or something, I'll just come running back to the microphone and address it that way. Um, And hopefully, you find that to be beneficial. 
but take advantage of that. You can send me your work if you want. If you don't, that's fine. Get, get, find a friend, uh, a spouse, get your husband, get your wife, get someone, get your kids, anyone who will participate with you and jump in and make the most out of it. And you've got till next weekend to meditate and think about rejoicing so that we can become a rejoicing people. And I don't know, are we going to be able to be a rejoicing people in 2024? Because everything looks like 2024 is going to be a shipwreck, a a a just an absolute, not a shipwreck, a train wreck, a, a shipwreck, a train wreck, a car wreck, a fire. I, I It just seems like it's going to be a very difficult year, but maybe we can still be rejoicing, not in the tragedies and difficulties we, we may face, but in the spiritual reality that transcends it. All right, email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. And some of you are rejoicing already because you said, he, he, oh, 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 he almost lost his voice. He, he almost lost his voice. And I know if I was to lose my voice and I was to tell you that I could never broadcast again. <laughs> But I'm sad to say you're going to have to find something else to rejoice in because my voice is is still good. So I'll still be broadcasting. So you may need to find something to rejoice in that goes beyond circumstances. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.